Welcome to the Assembly Podcast. We appreciate so much your being with us and your interest in spiritual things. We all want to grow in our interest in spiritual things and our interest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what our efforts are about. That's what we're trying to do. And we hope that that is exactly what you're trying to do, is grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to grow in our appreciation of who he is, what he's done for us, what he's doing in our lives now, and spending eternity with him in heaven. Now, the very first verse of the Bible begins like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So there you have God creating the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God is mentioned there. But let me ask you this question. Where is Jesus in that verse? The entire Bible is about Jesus. Is the first verse about Jesus? Is Jesus to be found in Genesis 1 and verse 1? Well, I believe he is. And it's interesting that if you look down in verse 26, you have God saying, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And so to whom was God speaking? I believe that's the Trinity. I believe that's God the Father speaking to God the Son and, and God the Holy Spirit. And they're saying, let us make mankind in our image. And that's exactly what they did. So it's interesting in Genesis 1.1, the word for God is a plural form, which means that there is a emphasis, there's an emphasis there on the Trinity, even in the first verse. And Jesus is there. But more than that, Jesus is actually the one who did the creating. When it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Jesus is the one who created the heavens and the earth. And it's an amazing thing to recognize that our Savior is also our creator. Now, can we prove that? Does the Bible make that clear? Yes, it absolutely does. In John 1 and verse 1, it says, in the beginning, there's that phrase again, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And so there he was in Genesis 1-1 when it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Jesus was there. And verse 3 says that all things were made by him, and without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus is the word that John is talking about in John chapter 1. We know that because of verse 14, which says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. Well, the one who became flesh is Jesus. So the Word who became flesh was with God in the beginning, and all things were made by him, which means when the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, that that means that Jesus created the heavens and the earth. And, of course, the Father was uh, certainly in on that as well. And Jesus is the creator, and we need to understand that. We need to go back and look at that and appreciate that. And he is in every aspect of our lives, and he is in every aspect of our being, including our creation, our very existence. And the Bible makes that clear in the very first verse of the Bible. Now, John 1.1, in the beginning, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, remember those two passages. And remember what it says and what it teaches about Jesus, because our goal is to grow in our appreciation of who Jesus is. 
and what he has done for us. And one of the ways you can do that is to study the very first verse of the Bible. We've said before the entire book is about Jesus, the entire Bible, including the Old Testament. You can prove that by the very first verse. The very first verse being about Jesus, the creator. And then, uh, you know, it's interesting. He goes on to talk about there in Genesis chapter 1 that the earth was without form and it was void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God divided the light from the darkness. And the, the light he called day, the darkness he called night. So there was a separation between darkness and light. Well, in John 1, it says that he came into the world and the world did not receive him. And it says that in him was life, but the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. God is always shining a light in the darkness. And this world is full of darkness. And God has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, probably. So we are in the light because of Jesus. Jesus brought light into the world. And, and, and verse 9 says that he was the true light that gives light to every man coming into the world. Why did people hate Jesus? What was it that they had against him? It wasn't because he did miracles or he did good deeds. It was because he was the light in a dark world. John chapter 8, he said, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So walking in darkness is what happens if you don't have Jesus. John 3 and verse 19 says, This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Why did they not like Jesus? Why did they not want to follow Jesus? Why did they hate Jesus? Because they hated the light. Because their deeds were evil. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about the impact that Jesus has made on the world. He has brought light into the world, into a very dark world. But not only do we find in Genesis 1 and John 1 that Jesus was in the beginning with God, the Hebrew writer takes it uh, even further and tells us more about what Jesus has done and gives us some more insight, I guess you could say, so expands on the topic a little bit. Because in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, God, who at various times and in different ways spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, talking about Jesus, of course, whom he has appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. So he made the worlds and he upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus purged our sins. He came into the world to save us. But before he came into the world to save us, he created the world. Colossians 1.16 says that he created all things that are in heaven and that are on earth. Remember Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, Colossians 1.16 says that Jesus created the heavens and the earth. And the next verse says he is before all things and in him all things consist. All things hold together. And that's what Hebrews 1 is talking about when it says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Jesus not only created the world, he is sustaining the world. He is upholding the world by the word of his power. And we need to realize that. We need to understand that. And we need to think about that. And then he says this. He says that he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than angels. 
The book of Hebrews is about how Jesus has a better covenant than the old one and how he is a better priest and he has a better priesthood and he has a better sacrifice and all of these things. That's exactly what the book is about. But he starts out by taking us to the fact that Jesus created the world and that he is better than angels because according to what Galatians chapter 3, the law of Moses was delivered by angels. Well, don't worship angels according to Hebrews chapter 1 worship Jesus. In fact, to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you, uh, or I will be to him a father, he will be to me a son. And of the angels, he says they are ministering spirits, they are ministers, they are servants. But of the son, he says that we are to worship him, let all the angels of God worship him. Angels are to worship Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews chapter 1. But then you have this bombshell, and this is important because it's so important to realize what uh, is being said in Hebrews chapter 1 about, about Jesus. Because in Hebrews 1 and verse 8, you have the Father speaking to the Son, and he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Your throne, O God, is Jesus God. Well, according to the Father, he is. The Father calls him God. So we have it on very good authority that Jesus is God. Now, he's not God the Father, but he's God the Son. And a lot of times when the Bible talks about God, it's talking about the Father. John 3, 16 is a perfect example. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. But Jesus is still God. And we go back to Hebrews chapter 1, and we go back to Genesis chapter 1 and John chapter 1, and we see that he was in the beginning with God, and he was God. He was God himself. He's with God the Father, but he is God. That's what John 1 tells us. And in Genesis chapter 1, we see God saying, let us make man in our image. So he's in on that. He's creating things. He's creating the world. And uh, you don't have to understand all that. Uh, no one does. You don't have to understand the Trinity for certain or how God does all the things that he does. But Jesus created the world. And Jesus created all that is in the world. And the Father says that he is God. All right. And then you have this in verse 10. And you, Lord, this is the Father still talking to the Son, and you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hand. Now, you think about that. In the beginning, you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. What does Genesis 1-1 say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What does Hebrews 1-10 say? That you created the earth and you created the heavens. That's the father talking to the son. In the beginning, you laid the foundation of the earth. The heavens are the work of your hands. So that simply means that when the Bible says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, that that is talking about Jesus. Jesus created the heavens and the earth. So he's not just your savior. He is your creator. He is your sustainer. He is the reason that you are alive. And one of the things that makes the gospel the gospel, and one of the reasons that we can worship him and know that he is God in the flesh is because we have the testimony of God the Father, and we have the fact that God created the world, and Jesus is the one who actually did the creating. He created the world and everything in it. So that means when he came into the world, he came into a world that he created. He had to squint in the sunlight that he created. He was nailed to a cross made of wood from a tree that he created. That's the way we need to think about this. We need to appreciate the sacrifice of Jesus and the things that he has done for us, the things that he has done to save us. 
because without the sacrifice of Jesus, without what he has done, we would be lost forever. But because of the sacrifice of Jesus, because of what he has done for us, then we can be saved forever. And it's because our creator loved us enough to come into the world. So appreciate the fact that Jesus is your creator. So growing in our appreciation of who Jesus is, is growing in our appreciation of what he has done and growing in our appreciation of what it means that he is the son of God. The son of God is God the son. He is God himself. And we need to appreciate the fact that we exist because of him. And so when we think about Jesus, let's think about our creator. When we think about the Bible, let's think about the fact that the whole book is about him and it is intended to spotlight him. The father puts the emphasis on the son. That's what Hebrews 1 tells us, that in the past, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets, and that's Moses, and that's all, you know Ezekiel, and that's all these different prophets. But now he speaks to us through his son, and his son speaks to us through his inspired word, the New Testament. And so we learn from the Old Testament about Jesus. We listen to the New Testament, and we are guided by the New Testament, and we follow the New Testament and seek to uh, obey the things that are taught therein. And we grow in our understanding of who Jesus is, and thereby we grow in our appreciation of who Jesus is, because he is the one and only creator of the world. Now, he, Ephesians, now, now, Ephesians, now, Ephesians 3 and verse 9, some translations don't have it, don't think it's supposed to be there. If it's not supposed to be there, it's taught in other places. But in the King James and the New King James, Ephesians 3 and verse 9 says that God created all things through Jesus Christ. So the Father had the plan, just like the Father had the plan of salvation. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. But it was the Son that carried out the plan of salvation. And it's the same way with creation. The Father had the plan to create us. The Son carried that out. And he is our creator and the Father is, of course, our creator because he designed it. And the Spirit put the finishing touches on it just like he does with salvation. He brings the knowledge of salvation. Well, he, uh, the earth was without form and void, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters there in verse 2. So he did something to finish up the creation work. A lot of mystery there, but a lot of interesting stuff about God and his creation work and the fact that we exist because we are created beings. We did not just happen. God created us. So when we think about Jesus, think about the Bible being about Jesus, and think about the created order being about Jesus, and think about your life and mine being about Jesus and how he created us, because we are in his image made by God, and we are to express that image to other people, show the image of Christ, and love Christ and follow Christ, knowing that he is not only our savior, but he is also our creator. And if you remember that and you think about that, I think you will appreciate him even more. We thank you for watching. We thank you for always watching the assembly and we appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you again next time.